Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Today we're talking about restorative rituals. Identifying your energy drains over and above nutrition and hydration is key to resolving low energy. So we use restorative rituals to plug those energy drains. Join us to find out how. Welcome to the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner mini-series. Please join Aileen Smith and Karen Campbell, nutritionist friends and runners. During the mini-series, we'll be spotlighting key challenges women face as they approach midlife. Women tell us that they're really uncomfortable with the way their body shape is changing and are noticing how their energy levels and running performance is suffering too. So it's our mission to help women be in great shape, bypass midlife health challenges and continue to enjoy their running. So we've designed our Healthy Woman Healthy Runner method and that's for the woman who requires the most time efficient and easy method to be the best she can be. During each mini episode we'll be helping you take some easy action. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Aileen and Karen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. Welcome back. I'm Karen and I'm here today once again with Aileen. Hi Aileen, how are you today? Yeah, I'm great. Looking forward to having a, a lovely chat. Yeah, absolutely. As always. So today we're going to give you all a snapshot of restorative rituals, which is something that we look at in the energy for everything part of the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method. So please do listen until the end of this episode as we do have a special invitation for you. So Aileen, let's start um, with energy for everything and have a look at that. And I was just wondering, why is that an important part of our Healthy Women, Healthy Runner method? Well, it's important um, because it's something uh, that can sometimes be elusive, having energy for everything. And uh, we get lots of feedback from our clients, from women in our Facebook group, uh, from listeners to the, the podcast. Um, you know, they all have uh, great aspirations for their lives. They want to run more. They want to go for longer distances. They'd like to train more, be faster, maybe get a PB. Um, and then also they want to be able to cook healthy meals, focus on nutrition, particularly for their running performance. Uh, they've got to look after their families. They want to socialize. They want to do their jobs well. You know, there's, there's so many things that as a woman we need energy for. And, and just even saying all of that out loud, um, it sounds a bit exhausting, doesn't it? Um, yeah, but, you know, all those desires are, you know, what, what we all deserve to have. And they're great aspirations. And I believe they're all entirely 
possible. Um, but as I said earlier, uh, women and in particular midlife women just often feel they don't have the enough energy to do all of that. And they feel they're spread thinly and that they're running on empty. Yeah, I would totally agree. And that that finding the optimal energy balance may feel elusive, as you said. And that's really why we focus on on it as part of the healthy woman, healthy runner method. And Aileen, where, where do we start really to help women with this? Well, you know, we've talked about the, the method generally in, in previous episodes and, uh, you know, it's a step-by-step approach and the energy for everything part of the method is in module four. So it's a good way into the, into the method. Um, so before we actually get to that point, we've already worked on setting ourselves up for success, uh, making sure the nutrition basics and the foundations are in place. And um, we've also done a hormone reset. Um, so at this point in the in the program and the method, it gives us an opportunity to really zone in on the other things in life, which may be the energy drains. And it's the energy drains that we're really going to focus on in today's um, discussion, uh, because often it's these energy drains um, which are, are causing the problems and um, they can be all sorts of different uh, things. There can be aspects of lifestyle, quality of sleep and rest. It might be how you're managing um, your stress load or your emotions. So there's lots of different reasons for these energy drains. Yeah, absolutely. And I often find, Aileen, that the women who appear to be doing everything right on paper are the ones who benefit most from giving attention to this step. You know, they're the women who eat healthy, have lots of exercise and run training and also good body composition, but they still feel that they are so tired and feel that they're constantly sort of running on empty. Yeah, and that that seems very unfair when you feel like you're doing everything right um, Mm. and a bit frustrating. Um, But I think taking time to identify these other energy drains and getting help putting the restorative rituals in place consistently can really feel rejuvenating. Um, But I also find it's something that many women resist doing uh, because they either feel it's not necessary or they might feel it's a bit indulgent. Yeah, absolutely. And you've spoken quite a bit about these energy drains, Aileen. What would be the typical examples of energy drains? Well, I think for the purpose of today's discussion, we will assume that the issue is not um, food or nutrition or what you're drinking. Um, You know, we'll assume that you've got all of that sorted and that that's all in place. Um, So the other main ones, I would say, would be falling into categories like sleep. So um, are you getting enough sleep? What's the quality of the sleep like? Um, Is your bedtime preparation good? Is your sleep hygiene good? Um, Moving on on from sleep, what about rest? You know, are you taking regular days off work? Do you have a rest day from run training? Do you take meal breaks and rest breaks during the day? Um, And also, you know, we talk a lot about stress current. So, you know, what's your stress load? Do you empty your stress bucket regularly? Are you, um, you know, one of these women who would be described as tired and wired? Or maybe you're just flatlining. You just don't have enough energy to do anything. Um, And also, you know, is your social life draining you? So there's lots of different areas that we can look at to find out where the energy drains may be. Absolutely, Aileen. And and the ones that you've mentioned, I think, are really, really important. But there are 
other areas which can also potentially um, be energy drains. And I'm thinking here about your running and exercise schedule. Is that potentially tipping tipping you into overtraining syndrome? So something really to think about. And also having a 24-7 business and, and personal life. Uh, being available to everyone all the time is, is potentially a huge energy drain. And sometimes um, it, it can be your emotions which are draining you. You know, it may be that you're feeling sad and low, or maybe you are always on a on a permanent high. And these these emotions can be draining. Yeah, and I, th- I think, you know, all of that is so true. And they're maybe not always the obvious things that we, we look at. Um, but I think what's important to acknowledge here is what drains one woman can energize another. Um, so it's really important to tune into your personal feelings. You know, some people doing something really energetic is the thing that helps them, whereas other people, it's all about calming down and, and changing their, you know, their routine. Yeah. Yeah. So what I take from this type of feedback is that really resolving these energy drains can be the transformative uh, or can be really transformative. But to overcome sort of the running on empty takes a bit of a mindset change for women. Um, Aileen, can you explain a bit more about restorative rituals, sort of what is a restorative ritual and what would be the impact on a woman if they don't attend to this important aspect of of being a healthy woman, healthy runner? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I think um, I always think of a ritual as being different from a habit or a routine. So, for example, a routine might be that, say, every Saturday morning you do a long endurance run and maybe you have a specific breakfast before you you go out for your run and it's just something you do routine uh, week after week. And a habit might be, what time you eat breakfast every day or that you're in the habit of always drinking one and a half liters of water during your working day. So those are sort of the typical things that, you know, are really essential. You know, we're not saying that these things aren't essential. It's really important to develop healthy habits and healthy routines. But thinking about a ritual specifically, if if you looked it up in the dictionary, um, you'd find that a ritual would be described as a series of actions performed in a prescribed order and we might think of rituals as being almost like a religious type of thing and you can imagine how that might be performed you know in that kind of setting um others would describe a ritual as being performed with intention with meaning uh, and mindfulness um and also that that in, that ritual might be infused with enjoyment with beauty and pleasure um So for me, I think of a a routine or a habit as something I do as a way of life and a ritual as something that really adds value to me in the moment. And it's something that's so nice that I really look forward to it and I love it. And and I think that's where women feel this resistance because they feel it's indulgent to do something for themselves. And I hear this so many times, Karen, and and perhaps Mm. you do too, that, you know, particularly uh, when women start, you know, on a program with us, they, they, they feel a bit guilty and they think, oh, you know, I, I feel a bit uneasy doing this for myself because, you know, I've got a family and I've got a job and mm. I should be doing other things. Um, so that's, I think, where the resistance sometimes come in. Um, and I think the other thing about rituals is it's it's up to you to decide what your ritual or rituals may be. 
and how much time you dedicate to a ritual. So you don't need to be afraid that it's unachievable. Um, but the really important thing, I think, is that you experience a ritual with intention and give it your full attention to make sure that you get the best out of it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, Ian. I think you've described that really well. And I like the way that you speak about a ritual as being done with mindfulness and that it's going to be infused with enjoyment, beauty and pleasure. So it just sounds like something you would want to do to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, so so how how do you go about creating a restorative ritual? Well, I think, you know, we, we mentioned that the first step really is to consider your intention. So why are you doing this? Uh, what are you planning to support? Um, you know, what energy drain are you trying to resolve? And what outcome would you wish for? And how will it make you feel? And tuning into that will make you want to do it, really. And, and it'll feel that you're topping yourself up. Um, and then I think the next thing is to make some time available to experience um, the ritual and to do whatever preparation is required um, and make the most of being present uh, while you enjoy the ritual. Yeah. So so a, a tip would be to to really to treat your ritual as something really special and then really you're going to get the most benefit from it. Yeah, I'd say that's exactly the way to treat it, Karen. And, and I think also remembering our big why, and that big why is restorative. You know, we call them restorative rituals. So what we're aiming to do is minimize and eliminate the energy drains we talked about earlier and so that you'll feel healthier and stronger and happier. Yeah. And do you think it, it matters what restorative rituals a woman chooses to do? Um. Well, I think, you know, going back to us all as individuals, it's really important that you identify what the energy drains are for you and then choose a ritual that will support you. Um, so there's the, the steps that, that we suggest that people go through. And we, we just do this to help you get into the practice of doing it. It doesn't have to be a big deal. But if you just think about these steps, it, it might be helpful. So the first thing is identify what's draining your energy and then set your intention, as we mentioned earlier. Do any preparation for your ritual. Infuse your ritual with beauty, pleasure, enjoyment for you. What's going to make you feel good? And then finally, experience the ritual. Um, so that's really important. Um, and in the, the Healthy Runner, Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method, we have a list of suggestions of different rituals. Some that might take a few minutes. Some might take 30 minutes or longer. Um, but it's all about giving you and you know some dedicated self care time or me time. Sometimes people call it um, helping you in the present moment. You know, helping you to sleep well, rest well, regulate your stress hormones, recover from your run training, reflect on what's going on, maybe balance your emotions. So you know you might get some of these benefits or all of them, depending on how you practice. Mm, I really like the idea of the key steps, Aileen, you're saying about identify, then set your intention, then there's preparation, then there's the infusion, and finally that experiencing the ritual. So I just wondered if it might be quite a good idea to share some examples. Can yeah, you... yeah, let's do that. I think that's a really good idea. So um I always start off with a simple one to make people feel it's achievable. Mm -hmm. um, so, so this one I would suggest is for a woman who doesn't make time for breaks during the working day. And a lot of people don't, you know, they're just 
eat and drink tied to their computer and uh, you know never lift their heads really mm. so so the energy drain there would be not making enough time for breaks away from work um maybe constantly feeling under pressure never having time to lift your head and and that continues through the full working day and you can imagine how that makes you feel by the end of the day so that's the energy drain so the intention would be to enjoy a short break every afternoon to break the cycle of work uh, and to feel refreshed so that you can continue the working day with focus and energy and when you're when you're setting your intention it's really important to be in the present so you might want to write this down that you're in the present so you know I want to enjoy a short break every afternoon so that I break the cycle of work and feel refreshed to continue the working day with focus and energy so I'm productive and effective um, you know and your your whatever break you take it could be any time of the day I'm just sort of using the afternoon as as a sort of an example um so we've t- we've identified the energy drain. We've we've set our intention, um, and then we prepare. So how are you going to prepare for this to happen? So my suggestion is decide on what time every day you're going to have that ten minute break. Maybe put a reminder on your phone. Perhaps block out your diary so that meetings can't be booked in at that time, or you don't get drawn into doing other things. Uh, choose to step away from the workplace or the desk. You know so whatever that might be, whether, you know, if you're, if you're in your workplace, maybe you have to, um, you know, find a space, even if it's standing on the staircase or walking out to the car park or somewhere away from your desk. Um, if you're lucky enough to work at home, maybe it's opening the door and stepping into the garden. Um, perhaps another preparation would be deciding what you're going to do or have during that break. So what we, might you know decide to have a, a tea so maybe it's choosing your favorite herbal tea and a healthy snack something you're really going to enjoy uh, and leaving your phone at desk so all of these sort of preparations are going to put you into a good place to really enjoy that very short break but get the maximum benefit from it um and then when we think about infusing the pleasure so what could you do to add some pleasure um, so one of the things I do, for instance, is I might serve my tea in a china cup uh, because that makes it feel more special to me than just having it in a paper cup if I was in the office or, you know, a mug that I normally use in the kitchen. Um, or maybe if I'm having a glass of water or a juice, I might put it in a nice glass, a nicer glass than the normal everyday stuff. Um, thinking about where I'll sit, uh, choosing, you know, a nice place whether it's you know in the fresh air or something that's got a nice view um, so all of these tiny little things can infuse some some pleasure and enjoyment um, and then the experience that you know once you've set all of this up it's just to really um, just um, step into that moment and have a moment of peacefulness enjoy the taste of your tea or snack um, if you're in a peaceful moment, you might even think, notice things like the steam rising above the teacup, um, little pleasures like that. The heat coming out of the cup um, gives you an opportunity to empty your brain and um, and just be in the moment. Gosh, it all sounds so simple when you say it, Aileen, to, just so simple to, to do. And I love the idea of just sitting with a teacup and being so in the moment that you actually notice the steam rising. 
Yeah, well, I know silent experience. Uh, I, I go on a, a silent retreat every year, and and that's mm. I remember noticing that the first time uh, about oh my goodness, I can see the steam coming off this cup. Mm. So I've really tuned into that one now, and mm. it sort of takes me back to uh, that place whenever I notice that instead of just typing away or continuing chatting while I'm drinking. Um, it exactly. really takes you into that quiet, quiet space. Mm. And the chances are, you know, that we're all going to to have a cup of tea. So why not make it the best cup of tea experience that we can? And it doesn't have to take long, but it's just like you said earlier, me time, as some people call it. Um, yeah, and-, and I think, Karen, you know, that's a good point you make there because, you know, we all eat and drink and do various things during the day. So why not make it the best experience we can? Mm, absolutely. And it's just stepping away as well, isn't it? Because like mm. you say, and we're always sort of eating and drinking whilst we're still working. But just taking that time to step away and remain in the moment and be mindful mm. can be very, very cathartic, actually. And, and yeah. like you were saying earlier, earlier, can also then help with focus and um, going back to work afterwards. So um, so I'm just thinking of a, a, another example for me, sort of thinking about the runner and maybe a runner who survives on about six hours of, of sleep a, a night. So, so just going through the different steps you were speaking about, Aileen, and thinking about the energy drain. So the energy drain is maybe about going to bed after midnight and out for an early morning run by about 6.30 most mornings because really it's the only time the person gets that time to themselves. Maybe it's they've got work commitments, they've got family commitments, whatever it may be. And um, I think this is quite an intricate one, which, you know, we will be different for every woman. But really, I would suggest you think of bedtime preparation in three phases. So phase one being that wrapping up of your working day. And, and by that, I mean business and household tasks so it's all sort of wrapped up complete and put to the side and then phase two just thinking about getting ready for bed and then phase three getting into bed and putting the lights out but for this ritual um we'll we'll focus on the phase two aspect so we've thought about the energy drain So thinking about the intention. So the intention could be to feel more relaxed before bed and be ready and in bed by about 10.30 to have a refreshing sleep and adequate sleep as well before the day ahead. So that's the energy drain, the intention. And then thinking about the preparation for the intention is maybe, um, like I said earlier, sort of completing all the household and the business tasks by a certain length, a certain time in the evening, sort of maybe about seven o'clock or, or, or by eight o'clock, definitely um, in the evening. And then powering off all the electronics. So thinking about the phone, the personal computer, your tablet, TV as well, and kind of getting rid of all distractions and that blue light that can sort of lead to to us being energised. And then something else regarding the preparation phase is maybe about getting the bedroom ready for sleep so that when you're ready to get into bed, 
There's no distractions. You're not distracted by having to clear things off your bed for a start or maybe tidying the room. You just want to be ready to go into bed. And then choose something relaxing, something calming, a calming activity. For example, maybe playing some soothing music or having a bath or maybe reading a a novel, a fun novel um, or chatting to family. But, But If you're chatting to family, then maybe sort of steering away from any contentious topics. And there are quite a few of those, I think, at the moment. Um, And then sort of the getting ready for bed. Um, You could choose this. um, You could choose maybe to do this before your your relaxing activity, either, either way, whatever suits you best. And then about getting into bed, feeling sleepy and therefore leading to really sweet dreams. So quite a few things that you could put in place to help prepare you to go to bed to have um, that restorative sleep. And then thinking about the infusion, so the pl- adding the pleasure to it. Maybe per- maybe it's about adding your favourite essential oils to your bath if you're going to have a bath, lighting a candle maybe whilst you're reading or playing some soothing music in the evening just as you, as you get ready for bed. And then that experience is about getting into bed. There's, there's just something lovely about getting into bed, especially if you've got fresh linen on the bed and then feeling sleepy. So ready for sleep when you get into bed and then the sweet dreams during the night and waking up, feeling refreshed, ready for that first run of the day. Yeah, so that's, um, there's a lot going on there, isn't there? And I think, you know, sometimes people feel a bit overwhelmed by all of that. But I think, you know, you pick and choose little bits. I mean, for instance, I always get ready for bed about nine o'clock. I might not be going straight to bed, but I've already done all of the preparation so that when I do feel sleepy, I, I just pop into bed and then, you know, that's that's all done. Um so, yeah, th- that's a really um, lots of great advice there, Karen. Um, and I think, you know, you can get really creative around restorative rituals to support you running. I mean, we we focused on that one there as, as a, a runner who maybe isn't getting enough sleep and the knock on effects that that can have on their, their running and energy. Um, but, you know, other things related to running could be a ritual around nutrition and food prep maybe eating mindfully, which often we don't do. A lot of people rush their meals. Um, It it could be a ritual around pre-run stretching or post-run cooling down um, or muscle relaxing. You know, there's so many things that you can enjoy. Um, Mm. And and they're essential things that we need. So why not put a little bit of um, specialness into them to, to make them good for us? Yeah, definitely. And it is all about doing something for yourself and really plugging those energy drains. That is the aim of these rituals. So, Eileen, why why is it important to use restorative rituals, do you think? Well, I think if we were going to look at using restorative rituals from a physiological viewpoint, what we're really creating is an opportunity for our stress hormones to rebalance and give our bodies an opportunity to rest and restore at various points during the day and week. So I think that's quite crucial. You know, don't just all save it up to the weekend um, or the end of the day. You know, you do need to rest and recover throughout the day. And and that's why, you know, 
employers you know uh, are legally bound to give us breaks and that kind of thing so we need to use them in the best way that that we can and if we don't allow that rest and, and the restoration we do run the risk of nutrient depletion imbalanced hormones and poor levels of energy and i think what every woman wants is to feel refreshed after sleep and have a day without energy dips. So so they can feel energized for all the things that we mentioned, you know, at the start of our conversation, feeling energized for daily life and for running performance, coping with the demands of family and work life, as well as the demands of your run training, uh, being able to sufficiently and, and efficiently recover uh, for the next training session, um, and also reducing the stress in their lives and giving a space for that appropriate recovery and recharging of energy. So, yeah, I think that's really why I think it's pretty important. So it's not indulgent. It, you're really um, you're doing a lot, uh, a lot for your overall well-being and energy levels. Absolutely. And I think really our message is to be prepared to invest in yourself and enjoy some of that restorative rituals, because also I feel that it's important for us to take care of ourselves, to be able to care for others. So if you are a mother and you have got a family, we need to take care of ourselves in order for us to to look after them in the best way that we can. So Aileen, um, we're coming to the end of um, our, our episode already. Time passes really quickly. But just before we go, would you would you round up with our key takeaways from today's episode? Yes, of course. So there's many potential reasons for low energy. So it can be what you eat, when you eat. Uh, There could be nutrient depletions. It could be your sleep or rest, your exercise or run training, your stress load and emotions. So lots of different reasons. And uh, it's important that you work out what your reasons are, uh, particularly by identifying the energy drains over and above the nutrition and hydration, uh, which is foundational. And uh, by doing that, you're going to really zone in and and resolve those low energy issues Um, remember that using restorative rituals um, you know small ones and big ones can be transformative and um, they will plug your energy drains if you use them in the right way Um, a ritual involves setting an intention uh, doing some preparation and infusing your ritual with pleasure and beauty enjoyment whatever that means to you Uh, We've suggested some steps to creating and experiencing your ritual. So the steps are identify your energy drain, setting an intention, doing whatever preparation you need to do, infusing uh, your ritual with pleasure, and then giving yourself to experience it so that you really get the benefit. Um, Remember that restorative rituals are essential. um, And if you feel that if you're being indulgent well I think that's all the better because I think a little bit of indulgence is very enjoyable and you might enjoy the ritual even more if you feel that you're indulging yourself yeah thanks very much Aileen I think that's a great sentence to end on that it's that it's okay to indulge yourself so we really hope you'll all enjoy creating some restorative rituals for your lifestyle and your running 
And if you'd like to, to know more about our Healthy Women, Healthy Runner method, then please do join us for our next free training, which is going to be at the end of April. Just look at the top of our show notes for the, the booking link. And, you know, Aileen and I really hope to see you there. And again, if you're listening to this later, just click in the link anyway, as we do update the booking link regularly and you'll be able to join later in the year. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we really hope that you found our insights useful. We've got a question for you. Would you like to know how to put our advice into practice and how to take some easy actions? If your answer is yes, then please don't miss the opportunity to sign up for our next free online training session. It's going to be on Zoom and we'll be there to share more steps in the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method with you. And most important of all, we'll be there in person. So we'll be able to answer any of your questions on the spot during the training. Karen and I absolutely love podcasting, but we love interacting with you even more. So we can't wait to meet you in our Zoom room. If you'd like to register, it's very easy. All you need to do is look out at the episode show notes, look at the top of the page and click the booking link there and we'll send all the details to you. So if you'd like to be a healthy woman, healthy runner for many years to come, please come and join us and don't miss out on our next free training. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.